1: Are you looking for more out of your life? Do you need ideas on how to start new businesses and how to move forward in your own personal life? Well, guess what? You have come to the right radio show at You Can Overcome Anything podcast show. You will learn and hear from many people from all walks of life who are sharing their challenges, their stories, the habits, and the mind shifts they had to overcome to become who they are today. On top, you will get a chance to connect and see how you can overcome anything by networking and learning about your next move through this radio show. I present to you, our great speakers at You Can Overcome Anything podcast show with your host, Cesar Espino. Hello there, and welcome back to another episode of You Can Overcome Anything podcast show. It is your host, Cesar Espino, and today I have a special guest. His name is Steve Clemens. Hey, Steve, how are you? Hey, Cesar, how are you, buddy? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm glad to have you here today. How's everything with you? Everything's
2: fantastic, man. Life awesome. is
1: beautiful. There you go. That's, that's what I like to hear. That's awesome. So let me give our, our listeners and viewers a little bit of your background. And then we can dive into that. So you are 35 years in government, retired, part-time bartender, divorced, three adult children, podcaster, coach. You show men how to empower, evolve, and rediscover their masculinity, become a quality man, and attract a quality woman. Your avatar is uh, our divorced men or or men suffering from a bad breakup of uh, 59 years, and, and so on and so forth. That's awesome. So I definitely want to dive into that because I think that 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 is something that uh, nowadays there's a lot of that in relationships. You see a lot of that people breaking up and going through all of that, and then not knowing how to deal with that. Um, and it's always good to have someone that can uh, guide him through that through, the, through that path and that journey, right? That's correct. Uh, tell me uh, about uh, your upbringing, and, and let's talk about you know uh, yourself and give us more about you. Yeah, I
2: uh, was. I was married for about 23 years, not really uh, uh, not really a great marriage. Uh, towards the end, it was kind of a loveless and miserable marriage. And I was like, you know, I just couldn't live with myself anymore. And I decided to get out of the marriage because it just, I mean, it was kind of detrimental to, I think, to my, my children as well, which I found out was true. But um, we broke up and, you know, I left the marriage in about – you know, four, three or four months later, I really dove into a whirlwind romance with a beautiful woman, and I thought this is what it was all about. Just how you have love, you know, and, and just uh, getting along, and we had a lot of things in common, and we did everything. You know, we just had so much in common. I said, this is how it's supposed to be.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: About seven months into it, I, my spidey sense was tingling. Something was wrong. I caught her, my girl, on a couple lies, and about a month or so later, I caught her cheating on me. Mm-hmm. And so... It was like December 30th of, uh, God, what was it, 2018, 2017, I can't remember, buddy. But I was there, and we were supposed to go out the following evening to a New Year's Eve party. And I paid, you know, a lot of money and all that stuff. And there I was by myself, you know, uh, at this party, and I was just like feeling like this is not going to happen to me again. I'm walking down the streets of Washington, D.C., 1.30 a.m. on New Year's Day thinking never, ever again am I going to be in this position. So I decided to go on a self-discovery uh, kind of journey to really, really discover myself as well as relationships, understanding women, you know, how to uh, identify the red flags of you know, toxic women and the positive, like, green lights of good women. And so what I did, I did a deep dive with Corey Wayne's book, How to Become a 3% Man, um, David Dieta, The Way of the Superior Man, The Five Love Languages, just a bunch of different books on Becoming a Better Man, Wild at Heart by John Elthridge, and just studied them. And, I mean, I read uh, one book 21 times just because I wanted to wow. really just, you know, live it, not mm-hmm. just read it and say, hey, that was a great book, really embrace it. Mm-hmm. So what I did about... God, there's about two months of doing that, grieving, you know, trying to re- rediscover myself, going inside myself, I started to apply the techniques of dating and going out and uh, pretty much identify the quality women I wanted in my life and avoiding the toxic women. And the shit works. <laughs> <laughs> wow. the, uh, the, uh, the stuff works. It is amazing what you do if you follow directions and kind of embrace the ideas and uh, the things that you, you know, that make you get into your masculinity and understanding women, the feminine heart. It's truly amazing.
1: Yeah. And, 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 and one of the things that you had to really overcome, you know, as of this is really your own fears and limiting beliefs of not being able to be in a positive and beloved relationship with a woman. Right. And so that's, that's where it led you to, to, to do, to do this. So you've been in this journey for, for quite some time. And, and, and again, just kind of getting yourself rediscovered uh, through that you come up with the idea of, you know, what about if I can do this for other men?
2: Yeah, I didn't start realizing that. I mean, I, I went out, I dated about 30 some women, I'm sorry, 20 women went on about 30 dates within two or three months. And, I wrote down exactly what I wanted in a woman on a piece of paper and what I never would put up with, you know, the qualities I wanted and the qualities i did never put up with. And about two months later, I found her, you know, and it was, it was just a beautiful lady that um, we, uh, we had a relationship and all that. And it was just awesome because the, the principles work if you put them to use. Mm. So it was about October of the following year where I came across um in and tony robbins uh the knowledge broker business because mm-hmm. i was thinking about going in doing something online but i didn't know exactly what and it was like the next day i saw them on the facebook ad yeah and boom, i said this is it this is a sign from god so what i did i put my two weeks notice in from my yeah. government job oh wow
3: <laughs>
2: yeah <laughs> it, I've been on my coaching journey, you know, for about a year and a half now, just uh, really trying to discover, you know, how to help other men get out of the pain. I was, it's really about getting men out of pain and, and kind of finding their true selves, you know, just kind of pull, uh, peeling back the layers yeah. you know, to uh, discover who you are and be unapologetic about who you are and what you do. And, you know, it's, it's, to me, that's what this is all about, self-discovery and understanding masculinity and understanding the feminine heart and how we can become better men.
1: Right, yeah. So let's talk about uh, the fact that you said you, you quit your job, right? And and I think that's uh, by itself, is, is it can be very, you know, uh, uh, there's a lot of fear. There's a lot of unknown being there 35 years and also being in a government job. I mean, you know, I, I've never worked for the government, but I from what I know, they have pretty good benefits and they have all these great perks, um, whatever the case may be. So how do you say, you know what, I'm going to just leave all of that behind and I'm going to take this leap of faith because that's one thing that holds people uh, back from taking those actions, whether it's in a relationship or a job or or a a new um, idea. Like, how do you go from that to that?
2: Yeah, it was difficult because I was thinking about it like three months beforehand, but I kind of bitched out and said, no, I can't do it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
3: Yeah.
2: But when I saw Tony and Dean, the course, I just read that as a sign for me to jump <laughs> and I've never been like a really big risk taker in my life. I've always, you know, I had the government job safe and secure. That's what I was taught. But I mean, I did bar, I was bartending part time for like about 10 or 12 years because of, uh, you know, children's college expenses. I was saving for them and I didn't want them to go into debt. Yeah. So, and plus putting three kids through college and going through a process of a uh, split up and divorce was very, very difficult and very costly. But, I was at the point in my life where I'm like, I've done all I can. My kids are out of college. I've done
3: Mm.
2: everything I could to help them. It's time for me. Right. And You get to that point in your life, just like the point I got at that New Year's Day walk, 1.30 a.m. in Washington, D.C., that I'm not doing this. I'm not putting up with this. I'm going to get what I want in life. And you get to that point in your life where you just got to make that jump. And I just was at that point in my life. I said, I, I just got to do something with my life better than what I think I you know, had. I had a good life, but it's not where I want to be. Right. So I think you just, sometimes you just got to take a leap of faith. Cause when God, I think when the universe gives you signals, you should jump on them. And right. that's what I do.
1: Yeah. And no, I, I, yeah. And I, and I bet, I mean, I, I can tell you when I, when I decided to uh, do and, and take my own leap of faith and leave my job to become a full-time entrepreneur, I bitched out too. And it took me from the time that I was going to do it to the time that I actually did. It, it took me seven months because I, when I should have done it, I didn't do it. I, I just got cold feet and bitched out and whatever. And then it took me seven months to actually do it. Uh, and, and I'm like thinking and looking back now, I'm like, I should have done it sooner. I should have done it when I, I, when I said I was going to do it uh, again, though, that fear of the unknown, the fear of, well, I don't have a secure paycheck. I don't have uh, uh, benefits. I don't have all of this. It just came in and started, you know, really sabotaging myself and said, you know what? Yeah, don't do it. Um, I do agree, though, that if you have something or there's some signs or, or you know, you're getting sense from the universe, from God, whatever you believe in, you got to be able to start acting on those uh, uh, signs, even if they don't seem to be, uh, you know, nice and, 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 and glamorous as people may seem they are. They're not. Signs and opportunities are disguised in this very ugly costume and you got to be able to take them. Right. Um, I I remember, uh, I think it was Les Brown. He said, you know, imagine you're in your deathbed and surrounding you on your deathbed are all the the ghosts of all, of, of all the ideas that you could have come to, to life, but because you were so afraid to do that. Now they're dying with you. Right. And, and, and that's a good way. When I think about it, it's it's right. Like you don't want to be in your deathbed regretting, man, I should have done this. I should have taken the leap. I should have left the relationship. I should have done this job, whatever the case may be. Or I had this idea of this book, but now I'm dying. So I cannot write that book. Right. You don't want to be in that position. Um, what What has been, you know, or obviously you, with you realizing that, what has been one of your biggest lessons uh, going through that journey of taking the leap of faith and, and kind of going through that? Obviously it hasn't been, I'm sure it wasn't easy. But there, was, no. there must have been a, a, a lesson or something that you took from that. What is one of the biggest lessons you've taken?
2: Well, I, I mean, it's kind of going back to um, following your gut, you know? Trust yourself. Trust your gut. Because I had gut feelings about that woman cheating on me. I had gut feelings something was going on. I followed her, okay? I played you know, I Spy.
1: Yeah.
2: Because I, I had to verify my, my gut feelings. This leaving that job and doing what I'm doing now was probably one of the best decisions i made in my life, you know, because it freed me. I felt like a burden was lifted because I really was not happy in that job. I wasn't happy in my marriage. Once I got out of my marriage, it felt like a burden was lifted. Same thing with my job. Trust your gut and put faith in yourself and faith in God. When he sends you or the universe when they send you those signs. I love that thing with Les Brown. I've heard that, man. That is an awesome yeah. deathbed scenario. Yeah, that's what I think about. So I heard that like a year before I really left my job. Mm. And I'm like, God, I do not want to be like that. I want to go out and say, damn, I I had some great shit that I did. You know, I did right. stuff I wanted to do. And yeah. that's really, I think, what spurred me to do, what you know, take that jump and leave that job because I did my time. It's my time. Yeah. Um, financially, yeah, it's a struggle sometimes because you know you don't have that paycheck coming in. I I still work part time as a bartender. One because I love it. I got a great following, and mm-hmm. two, you know, it helped me build my business, helped me get my podcast going, helped me get my coaching business going, helped me take the like the the proper seminars or coaching I needed to make myself better. Right. Another yeah. Another great lesson is you can do more than you think you can. You, if you just overcome that barrier of fear, because your know, fear is false evidence appearing real. Yeah. And the other, on the other side of fear is freedom. And I found that out. And, yeah. uh, I mean, just like being approaching women, when I was starting to date approaching, women is so much, you build it up in your mind as so much more than it actually is. It's not that difficult. There you going to, some will like you, some won't. So what? Mm. And that's the attitude I took yeah and um that's the way i think you gotta look at it if you're in sales or whatever you know you got to make those calls some are gonna bite you know. some are gonna bite on some are gonna like it some aren't so what you just got to keep doing what you got to do until you get to your goal or whatever you're you know you're shooting for yeah but uh, i just say follow your gut gut instinct is so 90 percent of the time it's right you know what i mean
1: right yeah no, and and and, and that's uh, that's uh, actually uh, uh, talking about even with females or sales or things like that. You know, you kind of do gotta take that uh, so what kind of attitude, right? And it's definitely not easy. You know, I, I know when I first started calling people, and and you know, you feel like you get that rejection, right? And it's the same thing in a relationship, the rejection that you're getting, the the no, the uh, you know, kind of go pretty much taking you away from 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 what you seems to be comfort to you uh, and you're just getting rejected and, and shut down um wh- what are some advices that you will say uh that you can kind of implement to to be able to overcome that rejection in, in your head because at the end of the day that's what it is right i mean you know you don't have to be mad about it you just got to be able to say you know what oh well let me let me move on move on and move forward
3: yeah yeah
2: uh the only thing i can say is you got to keep going after it you got to keep moving forward you can't let it kind of like you can't it's like you can't take it personally because let's say you're asking a woman out you're asking for a phone number she's like no you know you don't know what's going on in their life they may have had a bad fight with their boss a bad fight with their boyfriend a bad fight with their best friend you know women are like that women's emotions are up and down you never know where they're coming from it could be a calm you know, beautiful tropical sea where you're out in your kayak and everything's beautiful and awesome. Boom! You know, a you know, what uh, a typhoon, or something starts coming in. You know, it's it's that the way it is when you are going out there and talking to women or talking to sell, uh, you know, clientele that you want to you know sell to or whatever. You cannot take it personally. You just got to keep trucking forward because it hurts sometimes. You know, because there's certain like women that I wanted to go out with and they rejected me, but. I figure, well, that's the way it is. That's the way it's supposed to be. I mean, I'm, I'm going through this, you know, through this maze of trying to figure out which kind of woman I like and where they're at. And you got to go through the process of elimination and the process of elimination is by just going out there and, and talking to women and asking them out and, you know, seeing, because women, like, it's funny. If you ever listened to or read the book Green Lights by Matthew McConaughey, he's got a great take You know, the arrow doesn't seek the target. The target attracts the arrow. Work on the best version of you. Don't worry about money. Don't worry about fame. Don't worry about women. Work on the best version of you and those things will come to you. So the target attracts the arrow. And when you're out there, guys, it's all about your self-confidence and how you feel about yourself and what your energy level is. This is what attracts quality women to you. And when you look for those qualities, because I wanted a fun woman. I wanted a positive growth mindset, you know, flexible, you know, positivity. That's what I threw out there that I wanted. That's how I am. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to attract that like type of person. And when I saw the red flags, like I tell you one experience I had with a girl I, I dated, we went out, and we laughed all night. We had a good time. We went out karaoke, telling jokes. We just had a really good rapport. But then we went outside to walk around the dock. It was a dock bar, and she pulls out a cigarette. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, man, I don't like cigarette smokers. Yeah. And then she's like, I need to be treated like a princess, and this and that. I'm like, oh, no, I just had one of them. You know? Yeah. yeah. Red flag, red flag. Said, Dude. And it was hard to, like, I wanted to go out there again, but I said, you yeah, know, there's just kind of two things that kind of really I don't want a part of my life. And so, you know, you got to make those decisions and a lot of guys get blinded by the beauty, you know, they, yeah. get blinded by, they overlook the red flags mm-hmm. and then they get into relationships with these women that are going to treat them like shit or like very selfish and they're going to be in a miserable situation. So you always got to look for those red flags and not, over, you know, not overlook the red flags and look for good qualities in women
1: Right, yeah, and, and and the other thing too I can I can probably already see is you know uh, being consistent right and, and, and like you said, you got to go out and not, not give up. I, I think it's just like anything like whether business or, or anything or it, the idea of keep going and going and going and you keep getting rejected, rejected, rejected like you said, you dated 20 plus women in, in a period of time. Someone would say that's a lot of, a lot of, a lot of women to be dating or a lot of, a lot of, of that consistency. And sometimes within that consistency, uh, people might just say, you know what, F it, this is not worth it. I'm I'm not going to keep doing this, or I'm not going to keep going on out on dates because I'm not finding that woman that I'm looking for. Um, And, and, and I can see how that could be, you know, a, a, a a stopping block from somebody to continue to push through Uh, the message, right. Is, keep doing it. Just keep moving forward. Just even, even at that expense, if that's what you want, go after what you want, right?
2: Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. I mean, in Corey Wayne's book, he says quality women, a real super duper, like the one, your, your avatar, your beautiful woman, they come around maybe once every five to 10 years. Mm, Wow. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's a matter of, I mean, how soon do you want to get to that woman? Or, I mean, it's not about having one woman. It's just like, what do you want in life? Do you want to get married? Do you just want to have a relationship where you're in a great flow? Because you know, Corey said that, you know, sometimes relations they run their course. Mm-hmm. You know? You can only go so far. If you're if you're a growth-minded person and you want to reach higher and higher and, and your your partner or whatever isn't into that, you you might have to make a decision where you may have to end that relationship, you know? Yeah. And the um the thing about having that one woman, I mean that's that's awesome. I don't know how you know I think a lot of people get blinded by the fact that there's the one out there. I don't know, man. You know mm-hmm. cuz there's so many beautiful souls out there and I like to engage with a lot of people, but it's all about what you want out of life. Right. What you're striving for. But yeah, you got to go through the numbers. You you got to you got and you don't settle. Cause I settled in my marriage and mm. she was a, now, I'm not going to say nothing bad about it. my wife was an excellent mother. Excellent. You know, she was a physical therapist, a quality woman, but me and her, we just became, you know, we are, I think our relationship hit its end of its course. You know, we just weren't going in the same direction. Right. And, and that's, it was a hard decision to make. It was a scary decision to make, but um, I felt like I don't want to live like this anymore. And I want to move on. And, uh, you know, it was, it was a tough decision, but you really just got to keep looking. I mean, what I talk about can relate to parallel sales so much. It's amazing.
1: Right. Doing yeah. with
2: women and being able to clientele, it's so parallel. It's a parallel universe.
1: Right, right. Uh, you, you, so you, part of it is like one of the things that you uh, you ask the people that come to you is like, how long do you want to find, how long do you want uh, to wait for, for you to find the happiness in your life with your dream girl? And then with that, you, you show them how to attract women that align with them within 60 to 90 days. Um, my question to that is what if somebody comes to you and they just went through a major breakup, does that put them in a different category? And, and you got to deal with that emotions and and the, the grieving of that before you can tap into what you're teaching them or how does that work? If somebody just went through a big bad breakup and they still want to, you know, obviously want to find that, that person.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, I, when you come out of a bad breakup like I did, I grieved for a couple months, you know. But I was like, I was on a mission, man. I'm, I, I had a, you know, like I said, my marriage wasn't great. I just got my ass kicked in the relationship. I mean, I grieved. I was dark. I mean, for a month, Caesar, I was dark. And I'm a bartender. And I got to deal with people. Yeah. And I was just like, just put me on service bar. You know, that's <laughs> that's where you make drinks for the restaurant. And you don't have to yeah. deal with too many guests. Yeah. And I was an asshole for a while because I was so angry and dark and mad. But you need to go through that shit. Yeah. You need, you need to grieve and you need to find come to the point where you have to get into the um, position of saying, okay, I felt the pain. I did that. I'm done with this process. And I don't want to change. And that's when I, that, I tell guys, you got to grieve, man. You got to get the shit out. You got to. You got to go in the woods and scream it out. You got to, you know, hit the heavy bag or whatever you need to do. To get that crap out of you. Therapy, you know, talking in groups or whatever you need to do. But you need to grieve. And then, I mean, what I did, I was reading every day. I mean, I, I read that Corey Wayne book like three times within two months. I mean, I just mm-hmm. wanted to change. Yeah. And it's all about how bad you want to change and what you want to do. If you want to get on with life or do you want to stay stuck in the rut? And if a guy's stuck in a rut and he can't move forward, then I'll just like, you know, hey, you know, you you're, you can get my Facebook group and read the material. And when you're ready to really kind of, you know, take that quantum leap. Right. You know, give me a call. But yeah. um, it, it, it just depends on where if they want to change bad enough and, you know how soon do they want to get there.
1: <laughs> yeah. And, and I think that's the, the key element there, right? I mean, everybody is going to have a different type of uh, grieving process, you know, or time frame, whatever that might be. I like what you said, though, is you, you got to get it out. You got to then ask yourself, do you want to change? And the, the, the minute you say you want to change, you have to be determined. And as you said, you want it bad enough, right? You want to be able to get this bad enough. And it's the same thing as anything. You know, if you want something bad enough, you're going to go out and get it. Uh, it's like Tony around says you know burn burn uh, burn the, the boats and, and and take over the island right? right how bad do you want that and it can yeah. be related to anything in in that aspect um that's awesome so uh is it is your program like so it's 60 to 90 days that's the, that's the length of the program uh that yeah okay awesome um if people wanted to you know people are going through something you know where like you know what i want to work with steve how can they find you uh so they can work with you
2: yeah, I mean, I'm on Facebook, um, it's Steve Clements, I'm in Savannah Park, Maryland, but I have a uh, Gmail swagbag doc, D-O-C, at gmail.com, uh, my, co- my podcast is on Apple, uh, iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher, it's Get Your Swag Bag with Steve Clements,
3: mm-hmm.
2: I mean, I got my I got a business page, Get Your Swag Bag Jack, on Facebook, I have all my information there, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty available on Facebook, I'm on Instagram. Okay. You know Steve deployments
1: swag back uh, doc I mean yeah. if you look for swag back you'll find me <laughs> <laughs> there you go yeah no definitely and we'll have all that information on the notes too but um, nevertheless uh, good for people to to be able to get to to reach out to you um, with all of this um, uh, I want to know because obviously you've you've built confidence right and and, mm-hmm. and, and as you said you know part of your biggest obstacles was the fear of not being worthy of a relationship or, or having that. Um, what are some of the things that you're doing now uh, or still doing now to continue to keep you in that confidence state, state of mind, because I think that's huge. Right. And so are there mm-hmm. any rituals uh, or things you do on a day to day basis to, to build your confidence up?
2: Oh yeah. I
1: mean, I'd take cold showers to me that
2: uh, like Tony Robbins jumps in at 56 degree uh, right. pool. I'm not there yet as far as <laughs> those pools around my house, but I take cold showers every day. I mean, it's one of the first things I do in the morning because it's a it's a fear buster. It's, it's kind of like
3: mm. making
2: your mind your bitch instead of like bitching out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's uh, making take control and overcoming those fears. And just jumping in and getting that cold shower, and, and now actually I love it. I mean, especially when I'm really tired, I get in that cold shower; it revives me. I do Tony Robbins priming. It's a priming meditation where you, you do about 20 times of quick pumps with your, you know, in the air, breathing through your nose, and then do about three to five deep breaths. Hmm. Um, I do I, just little things like that in the morning. I mean, I what I do is I try to do three things I fear a day, three small things. It doesn't have any big things. Like posting a video on Facebook Live or approaching a beautiful woman at, at, at a, you know, just at a restaurant or if I see her, um, you know, or, or um, you know, just uh, calling, you know, a certain amount uh, of my avatars, you know, maybe go for a record that day, you know, because I try to average 20, 25 avatar calls a day, mm-hmm. plus I do other reach outs. But starting small has been the best way I've gotten better. Mm. and i mean i'm taking a, a filipino stick fighting force a martial arts force just kind of get yeah. you know my street bred up you know um i love you know just kind of follow your passions because people say well i want to do this i want to do that but they don't do them i'm going to go uh jump out of a plane i'm gonna go tandem you know parachute
1: uh you know yeah yeah i mean you got to do stuff i mean once you do stuff
2: you fear man it
1: gives you so much confidence You know, I I didn't see it that way. And I really like that. I I like the idea of doing small items that, that you, you, you're afraid of because you're right. That's going to help you build that confidence. So I didn't see that. So, you know, if you're in the business of you got to call, call people and you don't like the rejection, just pick up the phone and call them whatever the case may be. Right. Um, That's actually a pretty good, uh, pretty good uh, practice to put in place. Uh, And, and, you know, it's actually even giving me ideas of me doing the same thing. So that's, that's pretty awesome.
3: Yeah, yeah.
2: And, and, and you know what? I, you know, a lot of people quit things because it's not working for them right away. You got to, you know, it takes some time. You know, I'm on 200, almost 200, I think 285 straight days of cold showers. Okay. Wow. Yeah, yeah and I, I started off with warm showers and switched to cold. And the first couple of times, it was like five seconds. And I was like, "This screw this.
3: Yeah. It takes it
2: away. But the more you do it, you know, after a month of doing warm to cold, I just went whole hot, whole, whole, whole cold, wow. and now it's kind of like it's a very refreshing thing to me. So, because I I swore I'd never do cold showers, this guy said, "You got to do them." You got to do them. I'm like no, I like my hot showers, <laughs> but I mean, I found the benefits, and I found to me it's more the mental game right. where I can overcome that. I'm not bitching out. I'm doing it. I'm jumping in.
1: Yeah, I, I I was doing some of those. Uh, I did the uh, the 75 hard. I don't know if you yeah. heard of that. Yeah, and so on, on, uh, I think it's oh, yeah. phase, phase one or phase two. I forget. You got to do cold showers, and that kicked my ass, you know, and, and obviously, yeah. uh, I'm, you know, I'm in L.A., so it doesn't snow here, but it can get cold to us. It can get cold, and um, I was doing them uh, last year, 2019. Uh, yeah, 2019 to 2020 during December. And, and that shit kicked my ass. It, it was cold. But again, I did see the benefit. I haven't gone back to it. I definitely do got to go back to it because I did see the benefit back then, you know, when I was doing it. And uh, yeah, I mean, again, those little things, though, I like the idea of facing those fears head on is going to help you uh, rebuild or even uh, take your confidence level to a different place, which is pretty awesome. Yeah.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's amazing because Tony says, Tony Robbins says, you know, People overestimate what they can do in one year, but underestimate what they can do in 10 years. So if you be consistent in just doing little steps every day, it's like compound interest, like in an investment, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's how I could I could really have retired because I saved in my 401k, you know, and I accumulated very, I mean, little by little, every two weeks I was putting money into my investment. Now I got a nice good stash in there mm-hmm. where I can kind of be yeah, you know, I was more comfortable to make that jump. It's just like this. It's just like the cold showers that build your confidence, to overcome your fear, and it take control of your mind. It's just the little things like just talking to that beautiful woman that you see, just saying, hi, and how are you doing? You yeah. know? I, I get a lot of practice at the bar. I'm lucky. I, I'm in a right. social situation where I have to make contact with people. And if that's what you got to do to get better at being in social situations, do it. Get a job where you deal with people. You know, I reach out, I've just gotten because so, I used to be a banquet bartender about t- 10 years, 12 years ago, and you had to deal with, we had uh, 1,500 people at Bull Roast and stuff, and you're dealing with hundreds of people. Hey, how you doing? Hey, what's going on? What you need? What you got? What you need? What do you like? You know, mm-hmm. that builds up your reps. It's like working out. It builds up your reps. You get stronger and stronger. Now, I mean, I'm like at the bar. I can talk so much shit at my bar because I have a great, you know, right. clientele and uh the the manager knows it, and you know and i just have it's like a party sometimes where they're laughing joking and people they want that experience and that if you can do that in dating or in sales or in the podcasting just have fun and be real be yourself dude that's gold
1: yeah right that is gold yeah no i love that and talking about overcoming um uh obstacles my last question for you is um people that are watching listening to this if they're going through any kind of challenge whatever that challenge might be what is one thing you can tell them that they can start doing today to start overcoming that challenge
2: well it depends on you know you got to live your truth Mm. you got to go with your gut live your truth speak your truth and it's hard you know i was a bullshitter cesar i was a liar i was a a scared little kid Mm -hmm. when i was young you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't speak my truth. I wouldn't live my truth. I was always going along. I was a pleaser, you know. But then in my 30s, I'm like, man, I can't live like this. You know, and I started bartending. I started getting out there and doing stuff I love to do. Because my, my government job really sucked the soul out of me, you know.
3: Mm-hmm. Thank
2: God I did bartending because that gave me some aliveness. Mm-hmm. But you got to live your truth and you got to speak your truth. Because that's just who you are. And some will like you, some won't, so what? You know, it's, it's you gotta do what's right for you. You gotta live with, and kind of be selfish and protect yourself, live for yourself. I mean, and not in a, a selfish way. I'm thinking when you live your truth, man, you become a better person. Yeah. You become, you just, because you, you're being real. I mean, everybody, ha- I, I believe everybody has goodness inside of them. I believe that in my soul. I think it just gets wrecked in their head sometimes when they don't, you know, when they kind of be a pleaser or they kind of go against what they really want to do. And if things get kind of messed up in your head, I mean, following your gut to me has been my biggest kind of like revelation and speaking my truth and because it's it's a job. It's just like you transforming your body into that good body. Mm-hmm. You gotta do the same thing with your mind, right? You gotta put the reps in. You gotta follow a good program, you know, and um, follow people who are or where you want to be, where they're where they're at now. Follow them, see what they do. And it's just like a workout program for your mind. You gotta find the stuff that works for you, that's what you want to do, and and run with it, and live your life the way you want to live, and like yeah. design your lives, you know. Right.
1: Yeah. Cause you only have one life. And at the end of the day, it's like, if if today was your last day, how will you live your last day of life? Right. And so you're going to have that kind of mentality. Um, so yeah, I I definitely see that.
2: Yeah, man. And it's like, you know, I, I, I'm a optimist, man. I think I'm going to live till I'm 90. I mean, I'm 59 right now. So I got 30 years. Steve, you Mm. got 30 years. What the hell are you going to do? Get with it. Get with the program. Right. And, that's an optimist view. I don't know what's going to happen, but I know right now I'm speaking my truth. I'm doing what I want to do, and I want to help. You know, I want to add value to the world. I want to help other guys that are in pain like I was and try to make a quick kind of a jump start, re start their life right? where they're happy, you know? Man, life should be, like, it should be fun and happy. I mean, we're going to have our hard times and all, but damn, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, you just kind of look at things. You go into nature, you just... Experience, you know, the beauty of the world. It's a beautiful world out there, and there are beautiful people. I found there's a lot of great, beautiful people out there. With my coaching, with my reaching out on Facebook, because yeah, I built a uh, brotherhood of guys. I mean, I got guys guys from Australia, Mm -hmm. I got guys from England, you know, all over the U.S. And people are people, man, and they're good in their hearts. Yeah, you know, I think um they just you know. There's a lot more good out there than you would really think. And if yeah. you if you got that positive energy, guess what? It's going to come back to you.
1: It'll come back to you for sure. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, yeah no, I love that. Uh, thank you again, Steve, for for being here. I really enjoyed uh, our, our conversation. Anything else before I let you go?
2: Hey, man, just get out
1: there and and
2: you know, live your life the way you want to live it. Design your life. You can do it. Forget about forget about yesterday. Don't look in the rearview mirror. Mm. You know, yeah. look ahead, focus on what you want to be, and have fun, man. Have yeah. fun.
1: Yeah, I love it. <laughs> I love that. Definitely. Well, Steve, thank you so much for for being here. I uh, really appreciate you for being on the show thank today. You, yeah, and for thank the rest you, of man. you guys. Yeah, and for the rest of you guys, do me a favor. Make sure you uh, uh, check him out. Uh, find him on Facebook and uh, connect with him and see if there's anything he can do and help you in your own journey. And stay tuned for our next episode of You Can Work out Anything podcast show. Goodbye.
0: Hi, I'm Cesar Espino, real estate investor, business coach, and consultant, and author of the book You Can Overcome Anything Even When the World Says No. My number is 424 501 6046. In my book, I talk about making the necessary changes to shift your mind for prosperity and certainty. Pick up your copy at Amazon. I also love helping families with their real estate and can purchase your house fast and all cash. Follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. My number is 424 501 6046.
1: Thank you for having me today. I am so glad you've tuned into this podcast. You can find me at your favorite podcast platform where you can like, subscribe, comment, and share. And to learn more about myself, my services, you can find me at www.caesarrespino.com or you can also find me at your social media. Thanks for joining me and I am looking forward to having you at the next episode. And know you truly can overcome anything.
3: 18 plus.